second episode of Unchurched. I know you noticed it's just me and uh, Minister Jamar. Uh, Braxton is, is out working and, and we're just gonna have to let him work. Uh, I guess that's the price we pay of being grown folks. That's it. <laughs> but today we got an interesting show for you. Definitely gonna be some really fruitful conversation. Jamar, how's, how, Minister Jamar, how's your week been? Uh, week's been good. We had a vacation Bible school this week and um, leaving work, coming straight here. Um, it was a blessing to be able to do it, but of course it's a little wear and tear on you, of course having family, having all that, but God is still good and he's still providing. Uh, how about your week? Man, well, you know, just about the same. I know, I know you noticed we're twinning today. Uh, <laughs> we happen to be the youth ministers at the same church and it is youth weekend and today is the explosion. So we're recording just before Sunday school. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hopefully we're gonna have a good conversation and run downstairs and teach these kids. Uh, but it's, you know, it's been a stressful week, and that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> so I'm sure you all have heard there's been a lot of controversy going on about whether hell is a thing or not. You know, Bishop Carlton Pearson some years ago preached a, a sermon that changed his whole career about this doctrine of inclusion. And now, what was his name? Uh, Pastor Tim Rogers. Pastor Tim Rogers has gone viral in a video talking about hell is a fairy tale. Um, and so I just feel like there's a lot of conver conversation around this and there's a lot of differing opinions And so we're gonna just kind of talk about uh, You know whether we believe hell is real um, And and whether you know talk about some of the other ideas that people have about hell um, And we're gonna put all the facts out there and let you decipher what you believe now I'm gonna tell you what I think at the end, but we're just gonna talk about it. Yeah, so you know we, we can start with uh, Carlton Pearson's Doctrine of inclusion, I guess. And now with, with, with Carlton Pearson, I honestly never went into um, the video and watched it. I, I never researched him until his daughter. Um, she was on the four recently. Uh, forget her name, but she she made it onto the, the singing competition the four with P Diddy, um, DJ Khaled, and uh, Megan Trainer. Yeah. Um, and that's when I really realized who Carlton Pearson was. But I still haven't really researched him. But I know he took a big fall. Um, because of what he preached that and I guess in his sermon and whatnot. But he had many, many, many followers and many, many, many um, in his congregation he lost it all um, because of it. But um, I, I just, I, I haven't researched him enough to know what he did. You what, know, what I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. It kind of hurt me a little bit because, you know, Carlton Pearson, we would sing his songs in praise and worship growing up. And, his, and his songs are so anointed that when I got older and I found out his name, I downloaded these songs and it wasn't until about a year ago that, you know, like my parents, I, I see this video of him going live on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And this is before Come Sunday comes out and he's talking about hell is a fairy tale and, and he's divorced the church and all of this. And I'm like, <laughs> and people were saying amen. And so I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> and so I, you know, I, 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 I struggle with it because I'm like, this dude was obviously anointed. Yeah. Uh, like heavily anointed. Not only could he preach, he could he could sing until the glory fell. Yes. 
Uh, he led these Azusa street revivals where tens of thousands of people would come out and just worship, you know, black, white, yellow, pink, all types of folks would come out. And so it, it kind of hurt me when I, when I saw it. But I'm a little, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm a little confused about what the doctrine of inclusion is. Um, you know, I did a little research, and I know that he was, you know, talking to a lot of gay people and, and saying that God still loves you. And I believe God still loves you. Um, but he was saying that you didn't have to be saved mm. in order to get into heaven. But what confused me, did you see the movie? Okay. One, one thing that confused me was that they would say, you, I, you can get me saved. As if it were like they had to speak in tongues or something in order to be saved. Mm. And I know he was a part of that apostolic movement. Yeah. And I'm not really versed in that. Don't hold me to that. Uh, I know, he's, And so I'm curious if get me saved means the same thing that we over here think of as get me saved. So was it was he saying, uh, were they saying that he can get them saved or was it themselves getting themselves saved? So that's what people would say. I know if anybody can do it, Bishop can get me saved. And so, but I, you know, and, and y'all don't, don't attack me in the comments, but I, I know that like when you're up to like the apostolic churches and things like that, mm -hmm. um, in order to have your evidence of salvation is that you speak in tongues. Got it. Um, and you know, I'm not one that really believes in that. I, I believe that speaking in tongues is a gift. Um, and you know, we can beg to differ on, on that one thing. But, and so I'm curious, is that what the, what it was about that the, they had to have the evidence or was it that he was saying that there really was no hell because he was saying that the people in Africa he doesn't have to go evangelize to them because God's not going to let them perish and I'm conflicted on that yeah I am too um, because I, I know it says that the gospel has to be preached in all the nations mm -hmm. before Jesus return and I, I, I just haven't done enough research to say you know, if people in Africa or people in China, Japan, they don't know about the God we serve, will they perish and go to hell? I, I don't believe so, but I just haven't dived enough into it to, to challenge myself. Now, what I know about that, and, and I've looked into scripture, is that if the Bible scripture says that you will be judged based on what you know. That's, that's, what, I was, that's what I was about to get And to. so if you never encountered somebody that shared the gospel, He's not going to hold, I don't believe he's going to hold you accountable for that. But I believe that you growing up in the United States and every, every, it's a church on every corner and it's people preaching on the corners <laughs> and you know, every other friend is a Christian. I, I believe it would be without excuse. That's it. And, and it, it's it, in the Bible that we don't get to this in, in Luke. Um, I, I, I came across a story where, uh, I'm going to pull, pull my trusty iPhone up and I'm maybe jumping ahead a little bit, but, uh -huh. but I want to go to my notes because it came to a point in Luke where the, the rich man um, lived a lavish life and he had, right. he had everything that he needed here on earth. And um, there was a poor man by the name of Lazarus. And, and what he didn't have with the rich man, had, he was a beggar. And, and what happened to the, the poor man went to heaven and the rich man went to hell. And, and what it says, it says the rich man asked him to tell my family, send him back to earth to tell my family what happened, where I went and where he went. So they won't make the same mistake that I made. But you know, that's crazy, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, and that's the Sunday school lesson today. But my grandmother said that the, her, the turning point for her, you know, you know, we, we joke and say that she's Jesus' best friend. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but, but the turning point for her, she said her brother died. Mm -hmm. And she woke up to the dream and he was standing at the foot of the bed. And all he was saying is, Mary, whatever you do, don't go to hell. Yeah. Whatever you do, don't go to hell. And so things like that, 
I saw an argument happening on Facebook because you know all this stuff about around this Pastor Tim and what he said yeah. is is brought up this controversy. The guy said, "Well, nobody's ever come back and said don't go to hell," and I thought to myself, I said, "Well, I ain't ever had an encounter, but uh, I know my grandmother has, and it scared her so much. If anybody knows it, like this, she is face first, yeah. <laughs> face first. In the, after this, after this one thing, she came home and burned up all the records." told them they couldn't listen to secular music anymore. She was so afraid of going to hell after she had this encounter in her dream life. Now you could say it was just a dream, maybe she ate too much, but I, I, I believe that a lot of dreams have meaning. I don't believe that all of them have meaning, but I think most dreams have meaning. You know, all throughout the Bible, we see God appearing to people, angels appearing to people through their dream life. Um, and they get revelation. And so I, I don't know if I agree with the idea that's out there. That's it. And, and like I said, with that, he went on to say, this, this is what um, he was told. He was, he was told, if, if, if the people here don't believe in what Jesus has said, what God has told them now, what, what, what difference would it make if somebody comes back from the dead and tells them about hell and not to go there? So we have to know him for ourselves. And yeah. if you do have the opportunity, like, like Nicole said, when, when, when the other nations, other people may not have heard about this gospel, heard about this God that we serve, but us here in the U.S. and us here in these nations that have heard, we, we turn our back and we go a different way. It's, it's no pity for us in a sense because we know right from wrong at that point because we have the opportunity to choose. But you know what's been grieving me real, real, like and like on a real tip, and, and, I, and I say it like this because I, re I really do care. I really want people to get saved. But you know in Romans 1, and Romans 1 has plagued me for a long time because I, I haven't always understood what it's saying, and there are still some mysteries about it. Mm -hmm. But one thing that has stuck out to me the last couple of nights is it says, that the truth about God was made plain to them. Mm -hmm. And then you could skip a few words and he says, but they refused to worship him as God. Mm -hmm. And so God turned them over to a reprobate mind. And I think more than ever in this day and age, that's what we're saying. Yeah. Uh, people are, <laughs> people are, you know, you'll, you'll be talking about Jesus and they're like, there is no Jesus. Yeah. There are no signs of Jesus. There is, you know, there is no God. And I'll be real with y'all. Um, so if, in case you don't know, I have a lot of bizarre, bizarre allergies. And right before I went through puberty, my allergy shots worked. And so my allergies went away for a while. Mm -hmm. And so for the very first time, I was about 12 or 13, I sat outside and I didn't swell up. I didn't sneeze. I, I didn't feel puffy. And that was the first time I looked at a tree. And, 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 you know, I had seen them in passing, but usually I'm rubbing my nose and my eyes are puffy. And so it was the first time I just looked at a tree. Yeah. And I was like, wow, God did that? Then I looked up in the air and I, was, I looked at the clouds and how, you know, fluffy they looked. Because usually outside, outside didn't work for me no time of the year. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. And then so I started getting up and watching the sunrises. And, and how, have you noticed that sunrise, if you watch it, it naturally wakes you up? Mm -hmm. It energizes the body. Then I started watching sunsets, and I naturally would get sleepy. And, and as I began to watch nature, this creation of God, like Romans 1 says, the truth about God was made plain. All you got to do is look. You know, all you have to do is look. I, you know, I can walk outside, and I can see a poor person. Mm -hmm. And, and I, we're, we're here at the church. We're, in, we're not the best of neighborhoods. Yeah. There are poor people in this neighborhood who don't have anything but will give me just because they want to be polite. Oh, and, and, and we'll, we'll gladly, oh, minister, let, let, let me do this, let me do this for you. And I'm like, wait, 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 let me help you. Yeah. 
Now, sure, there are beggars around here. But the truth about God was made plain. And so the truth about heaven and hell was made plain. You can see that depravity is ruling this earth. You know, they're, they're sin rampant, but they're still good folks. They're still good. They're still good. And, 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 and I guess it's what we run into. Um, like you said, you, you talked about, you know, your youth and everything. When, when I grew up, I grew up not, not in the best neighborhood, maybe a few blocks, a few, few miles from here. And I ran into different situations where my family didn't go to church. Um, and they still don't go to church. I think I'm the only church goer in the house, um, from, from my household there. Um, but it was something, it was something about church that I love and it's something about God that I knew, um, was right. And I, I, I knew, I guess at that time that I didn't want to go to a place where there was no God. And like you say, you walking around, Nicole, she did, she didn't go outside much. And I guess to much of the, the elements because of her, um, allergies, but I went out a lot. So I, I enjoy going outside and just understanding what God did and what his what creations he had, but I knew something was inside of me that wanted more of God. And and that's how this nation has to be. You know, I, I can see somebody um, that needs something and I can hold what I got, even though I may be going through my situation and not want to give, but that's not God. I come to church and I, I hold on to my tithes and my offering. A lot of people, that's, that's another subject for another day. They, they don't <laughs> believe in that, but I can hold on to my tithes and offering, but guess what? I'm not blessing God. I'm not looking at the building. I'm blessing God when I give my tenth of what I earned or whatnot. And we just have to get into that mindset of where we're doing for God and not doing for people. And um, this nation that we're, that we're in, we're looking at people. We don't want to help each other. We're, we're seeing different situations where people are being shot down, where people are being talked about, where people are being done wrong. And now we have parties against each other. And it shouldn't be that way. God wants unity. And we're supposed to be one, one nation under God. And, and we all... This nation's turned their back on God, left and right, and we have to get to that point where we don't burn, where we don't go to that, that place called hell, whether you believe in it or not. I don't want to go there. Yeah, I, I, and, and I, I'm, I'm going to be real, very frank with y'all. I made some hard decisions about three or four years ago that I, I would forego some things that most people can't live without, out of fear of going to hell. And, and, and let me just be real. Let me be, let's just be frank. It would be really convenient for me to believe that there was not a hell. It would be really convenient to believe that, that, that there wasn't a hell. But, and, and I hear people say, well, how could a loving God send people to hell? Yeah. But I, I liken it to this because I got, I got really good parents and I thank God for them. But my parents love me to life. My parent, there is nothing that I believe that they would not do for me. But when I screwed up as a kid, mm -hmm. the question, how could a loving parent punish a child? A loving parent will punish their child. Yes. Um, and, and they do it because they love you. And I remember they used to spank me, and I used to be like, and they were like, I'm doing this because they love you, and I couldn't understand it. Made no sense. It didn't make, it didn't make any sense um, until I got older, and I saw kids whose parents didn't love them enough to discipline them, and how left they were, and how out there they were, and how their lives were not on track. A loving God does chasten his, ch his children. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, there are some decisions. I remember my dad told me he was going to buy us an Xbox uh, 360. Now, we didn't really play games, but we would play on Christmas. But he came home, and the homework wasn't done. Mm -hmm. The trash cans were still on the street. The kitchen was dirty. Nobody had vacuumed. And he really wanted to buy this Xbox. He was going to come home and take us to GameStop. We were going to go get the Xbox and get some games. But he said he couldn't do it because he couldn't reward bad behavior. Yeah. And so this idea that, you know, there is no 
hell, I don't believe it. But I do believe this. And I believe this without a shadow of a doubt. I was on the phone with uh, one of my theologian friends uh, from Vanderbilt this week. I do believe this. I believe the blood will cover everything. That's it. Uh, and, and I know if you're not a Christian, that probably sounds weird, blood covering stuff. Let me break it down to you for just a second. I believe that when Christ died on the cross, that as a perfect sacrifice, that he, when he died, he covered every sin that I would be in, that I could be in, and that I would commit. And so while I don't believe that's an excuse to live any type of way, I do believe that if you are in Christ, and so if you are, if you are a believer and you have confessed with your mouth, I do not believe that there is anything that can take you out of the hands of God. I believe that with every fiber of, of me. But I also believe that if you reject God, that you have forfeited for yourself. Yeah. You know, nobody can take you out of his hand but you. Um, and so when we start thinking about eternity, I think the real question is, do you want an insurance policy? That's big. You know? You gotta have that. I'm, I'm one of those people, I buy the insurance on everything. This Bluetooth in my ear, I got insurance on it. These iPads I have, I, buy, I got insurance on them. All of these microphones, I got insurance on all of it. Because I'm one of those, I don't want to spend my money over and over and over again when I could pay it once and then it cover me forever or for however long. Well, that's the thing about the blood. The blood is an insurance policy. Because I know I'm going to have an accident. <laughs> I know I'm going to mess up. It's going to happen. But because I know that about my depravity and about my desires and, and the person that I am, I try to be a good person, but just like that, I'm flawed. And since I'm flawed, and since I do believe there's a hell, I need the insurance policy. I need the insurance policy. And, and I got a little story I, I pulled up um, because a lot of us, we want the insurance policy, but we also want to live our own way. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. So it, it says this. It says a, um, a Sunday school teacher told her class the story of the rich man and Lazarus. And then she asked them, now which one would you rather be, the rich man or Lazarus? One of the boys replied and he said, I want to be the rich man while I'm living and Lazarus when I die. Now we, now we, we know we can't be both and, and Nicole just hit on it. We, we can't live all types of ways and not have our coverage because God gives us the option. He gives us that where, where we can either go left or go right, but we can't, we can't have both the world and God all in one and doing our own thing. Like me, I used to be a club hopper. I, I used to um, love the purse, drink, um, women, all, all, all the thick tattoos. I don't know if you can see it here. I used to, all those things. Um, but, but, but when I realized that, that God was my true source and that God was the only way that, that I should go after, because I was hungry for something, I, I, like, yeah. like, like a desire or a fiend for something, I was fiending for it. But, but once I realized that void and when I needed to feel that, I knew it was God. I, I, I've always thought about, well, Jamar, what, what if you went back? Or what if you changed this or you changed that? Um, I look at a lot of rappers and I'm like, man, they, they got it good. They got it going on. But what, did, what, 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 what price did they pay to get what they got? Yeah. What, what did they have to give up? What did they have to turn down to accept that? And I'm like, ah, I, I can't go that way because I know there's a reward on the other side. Now, Tim Rogers, he said that, um, that, that hell was a fairy tale. He said uh, it was like Santa Claus. So, so I'm going to say this, if he doesn't believe in hell, he can't believe in heaven. Because if, 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 if there's a hell for the bad ones to go to, or what, well, what God had done to Satan threw him down into that, um, there's no heaven for us to go to at the end of the day, if he believes that way. Because uh, he said that heaven was in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. He said that's where heaven is. And he said hell is here on earth. 
Now, I, I, can, I can agree with hell being here on earth because we see some things that go on and we see how, how hot it gets sometimes, Jesus. Uh, I'm sorry. Like today. Like today. <laughs> so I can believe it, but I, I just don't agree with that this is the final place. I believe that there is something far worse than this place if we continue to live wrong and do wrong. And I believe there's a reward on the other side um, once we get to that place that God is. You know, and I'm going to be honest with you, Jamar. There's something that I've gone back and forth with all, all, all of my years. Um, and I think I heard Hart Ramsey say it uh, on Twitter the other day. He said, we can't, that we, we sell grace, mm -hmm. but then we, we want to bait people with legalism. Yeah. And I struggle with that, right? Because, you know, I don't want to be lukewarm. Yeah. Uh, we all have these, you know, something we struggle with. But I don't know, what's, what's your take on, 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 on that? So if grace covers everything, and, and I walk in here and say, bro, I got drunk last night. I'm going to do this. You know, I'm, I, I got all these different partners. I'm, I'm a, we're we going to go out here. We're going to turn up. But I, be lo I love Jesus. I, I believe and confess that he's my savior. And because I, I understood where Hart Ramsey was coming from. Yeah. But at the same time, I guess a part of my humanity, well, a part of my Christianity, or maybe, maybe, maybe even my legalism, I, and I might be flawed that way. I want you to live right. Yeah, because you never know. My, my issue is, is, you know, I, I can say, well, I'm going to go to church tomorrow after I do this, after I cheat on my wife, after I um, fornicate, after I do these different things. But what if I don't make it there? What if tomorrow never comes? Um, and then at that point, then I'm, 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 I'm either in hell looking up or wherever hell might be. So, but I'm then that, that takes me to this question, and, and I'm, I'm just, you know, you know, Playing because I know the question. Somebody probably sitting there asking important question, you know. But if I confessed and believed, they said that's all I had to do. And so, you know, I and, and I struggle. I struggle with that myself because I want to be right. Because yeah. I feel like, and I'll just be frank with y'all. There are three questions I ask before I, I make a big decision. The first question is, would God be pleased? Yeah, that's good. Um, that's that's the first question I ask before I do it just about anything. And and I'll be honest with you, there are some decisions I've been stuck on for months. Because I still, <laughs> I'll be like, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe not, I don't know. <laughs> but but what, what do we say to that person? Because, you know, while I want you to live right, it says li literally, I, and I forget where I was reading yesterday, literally, that if you will, all that believe on Christ will receive salvation. I guess I wrestle with it in a sense if you, you said beforehand, so if I go out and I say, well, I'm going to shoot this person, but, but God, you know, just forgive me of this sin that I'm about to do, and I do, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't leave him covered because it's like it's premeditated in a sense. I know I'm going to do it before I do it, but then I'm asking for, for, for forgiveness, which that once again, if we ask for forgiveness, he forgives us, but I just, yeah. If your heart isn't there, your heart isn't right. Because I, I, I've been married, it feels like 20 years, but I think it's nine years. If she listens to this podcast, she might slap me when she sees me. But <laughs> if I go out and I do something wrong, in the midst of doing that, that cheating or that whatever I'm doing, I, I, I don't believe if I say, well, God, forgive me for what I'm about to do. I don't believe he's going to forgive me for it. Now, he, I may repent afterwards and ask her forgiveness and, and, and do all these things. And, and I, I might get forgiveness, but if I ask beforehand and or doing it, I, I just, I don't feel like 
because I feel like if I, if I was to die in a car crash leaving that place, I, I wouldn't be saved. Even if I, I don't believe even if I accident in a car going in, especially in my heart, my heart has to be right in it. Yeah. So if I just sit in my head, well, God forgive me and just think that's it, it's not gonna happen. But if I say, if my heart is right and it turns the right way, I, I believe he will, but. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, for a long time, I kind of thought like that. Mm-hmm. But I also have to remember that he knows that we're flawed, failing people. That's true. He knows the beginning. Yeah. And because because I, I believe that he knows that we are flawed, failing people, I believe that you could die in sin and be saved if you confessed and believed prior. Now, if you renounce, because there's, there's a scripture that says that there is no hope for him who has known the good works mm-hmm. and the power of the spirit and renounces it. Mm-hmm. So if I believe that if you die a believer, even if you die in sin, I believe you'll go to heaven. And I had a preacher tell, t- teach it like this some years ago because the question was asked if somebody commits suicide, do they go to heaven or hell? And I had always been taught that you didn't have time to repent, so you were going to hell. Same. And what he said was kind of a light bulb moment for me. And so I went and, you know, did a little research, a little meditation. He said the blood covers all sin. True. Um, and so because you were saved, you were saved. You know, you were, you were saved indeed. And so, you know, I, I, I wrestled with that one. But I would like to believe. And I was, like I was talking to the same, same theologian. I'd like to believe that if the, the blood was perfect, and it was pure. Yeah. And that he would cover every sin that I would commit from the beginning of time to the end. That if I was to die in sin, because you never know. Like we slip up daily. And let's be let's be real. <laughs> we know I have some thoughts sometimes I'm like, God, that's not that's not ministerial. <laughs> every time you know sometimes I say things, I'd be like, Ooh, yeah, you shouldn't have said that. Yeah. You know, and sometimes I do things, go as far as to do things, and then I sit home, Lord, I'm so sorry. I would like to believe that if I died in those moments, that I would still go to heaven. I'd like to believe it. Yeah, that's a different way of thinking, though, but I didn't yeah. think about that because, yeah, yeah that is, that's yeah. good. Because, you know, there are no little and big sins. Yeah, no sins greater than others. Yeah. And and I think that's another that's another show. That's another thing. That's <laughs> yeah. And so you know I you know I I'd, I'd like to believe that, but I, I do want to prove this point because I believe that there's probably somebody that's listening or watching, and they're probably like, well, Bob, you know, because that's the argument right now. Hell is never mentioned in the Bible. I actually came across a church while I was researching for this podcast that they are literally teaching that hell is never talked about in the Bible, yeah. and that's a lie. The Greek the Greek and Hebrew words um, that are used. In the Bible, there's three, three, three different words that is used for different instances. There's the word Sheol, there's the word Hades, and the Gehenna, word Gehenna. All of those words have different meanings. One is like lake of fire, one is like ultimate death, and then the other one is like a black hole. Yeah. Um, and they're all interpreted the word hell. The Bible, King James Version, American Standard Version, all of them mention hell. And people who say that there is no hell, uh, like he said, go to Luke. <laughs> Luke 19, Luke 16, 19 31, to be as that. Right. Go to Luke. Go to Daniel. Go to Revelation. All of these books mention hell. 
And, and even if you want to get scientific with it, because I believe all sound science points back to God, the, 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 the lake of fire is, is, is considered a hot place. If you, if you need to see a place that's that hot, go to the core of the earth. Um, I believe that it's in the spirit realm, but I could be wrong. But, you know, I, I, I firmly believe that there is a hell, but I also believe that there is a, a mechanism to escape hell. Yeah. Um, and I don't believe that hell has to be something that scares you. That's it. There used to be a, um, at the church we attend years, years and years ago, there was a deacon who would guilt trip kids into joining church and getting baptized during vacation Bible school because you're going to go to hell. And kids would get baptized by the groves. But I don't believe that that's why God wants us, wants a relationship with us. It's a benefit, and it's a really, really big benefit. But I'm going to be real with you, and, and, and Jamar, I'm sure you can attest, my best experiences, and I have, obviously I haven't died, <laughs> my best experiences with walking with Christ is the day-to-day. Yeah. The peace that I get. That's it. Um, the, how I've watched myself more. Believe it or not, I, I had to learn how to be a nice person. I was not, and you could ask my, my, my little sister, I wasn't nice. Um, I had to learn how to tell the truth. I had to learn how to do a lot of these things that people think are just common courtesy. I had to learn them. And as I came to know Christ, I wanted to be better. That's it. You know, I wanted to walk in integrity. I wanted to be nicer. And I became a lot, of, I don't, and I didn't like people. Like at all. I didn't like other children growing up. <laughs> I didn't like people. But I came to love people and to actually want to see people grow. And the only thing that I can attribute it to is a walk with Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, and so while hell is, hell, not going to hell is a benefit, I think the best part of being a Christian is walking with Christ. I have to agree. Because um, I, I feel, you know, that's his only reason for creating us was to have... Um, Fellowship with us at some point, you know, on earth, in heaven, um, because we're, we're his greatest creations. Um, so, like Nicole said, I was a selfish kid, my only child, so I had to learn to be selfish. I still have my tendencies every now and again. I got four kids, so I get a little jealous sometimes when uh, mommy gives her attention to them all the time. Uh, but I had to realize that the same way I serve a God who has millions of children, he has to give attention to those sometimes. So sometimes when I'm um, in a rut, and I don't, I don't, I feel down, and I'm like, God, where are you? Why aren't you doing this for me? I had to realize that Jamar's not all about you. God does it on His own time. And our shirt says something. Uh, it says God's plan. It, it's His plan, and um, I just had to follow it. Um, so every now and again, our plans may get deterred, they may get thrown to the left, may get thrown to, to the right, but God still has the ultimate answer, and He's the ultimate waymaker at the end. Um, so again, whether you believe in hell, you believe in it or not, um, just know this that. Ask God, seek God, and ask Him for the question. Ask Him to show you um, the trueness of it. Um, you don't want to go there, of course, but ask Him to make it make sense to you if it doesn't make sense. And He'll respond to you. He'll talk to you. Um, you just have to go to Him and just look for that answer. He'll give it to you. And, and, and I agree. I agree 100%. And, and, but then I also want to break it down to this, this way because I realize that there are probably people who don't believe in God and don't know how to get in touch with God. That's true. I think if you'll just take a moment and look around you, get somewhere, get somewhere, sit out in nature. And, you know, 15 years ago, I would have never told you to go sit out in nature. Go sit out in nature and just look around. 
Look at, look at the trees. Look at the animals playing with each other. Listen to the birds chirping. Watch how the squirrels uh, chase, up, chase up the tree, how amazing they can just scurry up a tree. If you go to the beach, look at the beach and watch how the, the waves know how when to stop and when, when to go. And if you can sit out there and appreciate that, just simply, simply ask, show me more about you. And I promise you that he will show you more about him through his people and through his creation. I know that a lot of times, and especially because this is unchurched, a lot of times we look at church folks and we're like, I don't want nothing to do with them. I don't want to be nothing like them. Um, you know, all of that stuff. But I promise there are some good folks that call ourselves Christians. And there are some people with some decent hearts. Yes, there are some flawed, failing church folks that are stuck in their ways and are an embarrassment to the kingdom of God. But I promise it's not the majority. Um, and if you'll take the time, that hardened heart, the truth about God, like he said in Romans, has been made plain from the beginning. He be and he, he made sure that you would be able to see his attributes and what I love about today's theme is Jeremiah 29, 11. I know it's about the Jews, but what I like is Jeremiah 29, 12, and 13. And it says that if you will seek me and seek me with your whole heart, you'll find me. Yeah. And so if you really, really want the answers and you don't want to sit in your own understanding and really think that you are the, the key and that you know the answer, and if you'll sit there and truly seek and find God, He'll show you everything you need to know. Period. Period, point blank. Now, you can say that I'm full of it, but I'm telling you because I know. And I'm telling you that because I'm probably one of the most logical people. If you listen to the Bible School podcast, you know that I believe that all sound science points back to God. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nerd. Like, <laughs> when I study, I study. And, and I'm telling you that if you will truly seek these answers, they'll come to you. That's it. Got anything else? That's it. Well, good folks, I'm glad you came and you tuned in to Unchurched. We're, we're glad you tuned in. Like, let's continue this conversation in the comments. Let's talk about it. If we got to do a part two, we'll do a part two. If I miss something, we, Minister Jamar missed something, we'll come back and talk about it again because I really want to get you to get some understanding on this and not from a you'll go to hell perspective, but let's understand heaven and hell. So this, this is the first installment. This is episode two of Unchurched. Y'all be blessed. <laughs>